At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit. Or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. Hello, I'm stand-up comedian Kiri pritchard McLean here to tell you that I'm on tour with my brand new show, Home Truths. I'm going all over the country, wherever will have me. I'm touring right through the spring, and then because some of you lovely lot have bought so many tickets, I'm now getting to tour for the whole of autumn as well. If you would like to get tickets, they're all available on my website, or you can go to littlewonder.co.uk and get tickets there. I can't wait to see you, and I don't want to brag, but I've got one hell of an outfit. Who You Wearing, a podcast all about clothes, style and fashion. This week's guest is the ridiculously stylish and hilariously funny Catherine Cohen. Hopefully you've been lucky enough to see her live, but if not, her Netflix special is out March 15th and quite frankly, I'm already jealous that you get to discover her. I think Kat is just amazingly stylish. I'm trying to think of more like superlatives, but I just think she's so cool and I know it's really uncool to say that but I do I think she's got amazing style and not just because she's as passionate about sequins as I am (laughs) she has this really good blend of eras in her style that seems to sort of cherry pick the best parts of fashion sort of roll it all up and create something brand new that feels really modern but timeless at the same time and this sort of like lovely air of nostalgia running through it now this podcast was recorded in April of 2021 so I also think it catches a, a unique chat and, and a snapshot of two women, myself and Kat, who are in the midst of trying to learn to re-love our bodies now that they've just changed shape again. There's lots of chat about body image in this episode and um, I think lots of people will identify with our chat about having bodies that exist outside of straight sizes because we have both have bodies that take serious and ridiculous restriction just to be at the top sizes in most shops. There is also a great moment in this in this conversation where Kat talks about growing up in Texas and stuffing booze into their boots to go to the rodeo. And honestly, I think it could be the most casually cool thing I've ever heard. I've chatted for far too long already. Please enjoy me asking Catherine Cohen, who are you wearing? There are pictures of me wearing, I had this skirt with little bells on it. 
and I would wear cowboy boots, a skirt with bells on it, no top. And then I had, I would put like this, I put like necklaces on and I had my little nails painted red and I would just like sit around my house like, <laughs> and there's some funny pictures of me like that. And so I've always loved clothes so much, but I, I think because I'm obviously deeply ashamed of my body as a woman in the world. I think then I became I ended up becoming kind of a tomboy for a while because I was like, what's happening? Mm. I was so just like I couldn't handle how quickly my body was changing. And so I would just wear like gym shorts and big T-shirts, even though I loved clothes. That's so interesting. So you had this. So you came out like you sashayed out with so much style as a kid. And then so how long did that manifest before before the world was like, you should know that you should be deeply ashamed and hide everything that you have? Yeah, I have a vivid memory of being um, like four or five years old and sitting in the bathtub and being like I, – saying I love coming home from school because I can let my stomach out. I don't have to hold it in. Oh, my like, God. Like I was so – I know. Isn't that so sad? So then I feel like – so actually I lived – we lived in London briefly for like a few years when I was younger. And then when we moved back to the States when I was like five or six, I feel like I went full tomboy when I got there and – my whole life has been a journey to return to like the girl in the bell skirt. The people around you then, your family um, and your, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two younger brothers. Shout out, Billy and Charlie. Shout out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, um, was it, was it your parents dressing you then? Uh, no, my mom isn't really into clothes. She's kind of like a tomboy too. So I was like the girly girl and I just kind of, I mean, I'm such a little brat. I just kind of ran I just was kind of in charge of my own situation I'd love to go shopping that's incredible so you're like this little kid who's because my mom's the same she's not really apparently she used to be very fashionable when mm. she was younger but when I knew her she was sort of just very androgynous and it was what was practical kind of thing totally comfortable like I'm the only girl I'm only the only daughter and then my mom you know she works full-time she's really athletic she doesn't really wear makeup she's been wearing the same clothes for ever so it w- she kind of didn't know what to do with me even now like if I'm I remember in high school like we'd go to the mall and if I wanted to go into like Abercrombie or Urban Outfitters where they play loud music she'd be like I'll meet you I'll meet you after and she would like sit in the cafe and like wait for me to come to her <laughs> so growing up then is this like the girl with the bell skirt and then the tomboy were you ever made to wear a nightmare clothing that you're like Ugh, I, I hate this um I mean, I think just the only thing that comes to mind is like how humiliating it is to wear a swimsuit when you hate your body. I mean, classic. Oh, it's just so awful. It's that bit when we, we started having swimming lessons when we were in primary school. Mm-hmm. But so you're we're like year five and six or what's that? Like I'd say it's sort of nine up to 11, maybe 12. Mm-hmm. And even at that age being like, Oh my God, this is about to be the worst thing ever every Wednesday afternoon. I can even remember the day, Wednesday afternoon, oh. because you're like, there's that bit where everyone's getting changed, and everyone's desperately hiding their bodies. It is such a difficult time. I, it's funny because I similarly remember we had this thing called lap day on Thursdays where the activity was just to run around the track as many laps as you could do. And I was always like, no, Thursdays, no. <laughs> it's so but mad, isn't it? Because it's something that particularly happens, I think, with women is that we're like really conditioned to hate exercise and get this really unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. with it that starts pre-teen and then never really goes away unless you're like, I'm sporty and that's my identity. In which case, like, 
enjoy. But oh. totally. I feel like even now, you know, whenever I do go to like a workout class, it's like it's all all women and they're all like thin. And I'm like, oh, what does everyone else do? <laughs> Did you ever have then uh, either like an item of clothing or an outfit that you put on that you, you never wanted to take off? Yeah, I think I've had so many of those throughout the years. They change like in <laughs> in college. I had this like, oh, my God. This coat I was obsessed with that was very like almost like a tribal print. I'm like, is it like it was probably like inappropriate. And I was just like, I thought it was so cool <laughs> and like hipstery. And I was like, yeah, um, now I have this like blue coat from this brand Saks Pots that I'm obsessed with that I could just wear like every day. And that's the those are the pieces that come to mind. Also, my white boots I wear constantly. What about as a teenager, though, or as a kid? Like, were you like, oh, I found this and this is my cool thing. I'll wear to everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I got Ugg boots. I got, like, knockoff Ugg boots. That was very exciting. I got light blue knockoff Ugg boots from, like, Steve Madden or something. And I thought those were, like, really fucking cool. <laughs> I, don't, I also, yeah, I'm, I remember, like, I once when I was in kindergarten got in trouble. I lived in Texas where it was, like, super hot. But I think because I was self-conscious, I wanted to wear, like, this big sweater every day. And my teachers had to call my mom and be like, she won't take off the sweater on the playground and it's so hot. Like, we're worried about her. And I they had to, like, make me take oh it gosh. off. Oh, my gosh. I know. This is turning into, like, a so sad. But um, I'm actually I'm actually doing medium. I'm doing medium right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you were um, growing up as a teenager, what were, the, what were the trends? Did you go in for any of them? The trends, I think because – so because I grew up in a very conservative, like, religious – kind of country clubby community in Houston, I felt no one was very adventurous. It was very preppy. And so I would like admire the trends and like I'd want to be punk. I'd want to be goth. But I was too – I lacked the confidence because everyone in my circles was so – just like wearing Abercrombie kids and like Ralph Lauren and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really – experiment with trends in that way like I you know I wanted to dye my hair but I was too scared like I wanted to get a nose piercing but I was too scared so I kind of just like yeah I, I was sort of just like hiding because I was you know didn't have enough confidence and it took you know years before I felt like I could just wear what I actually liked that's so interesting so I I wonder if you're uh, growing up in that environment is is what <laughs> led you to dislike pastel and like colors now <laughs> as an adult because you've had your fill. <laughs> Absolutely. Like now, also now I'm just so I hate that aesthetic. Like when I see the Lily Pulitzer, when I see when I see a girl in like a Madewell top, I'm like, you can do so much better. I'm like, you can express yourself. I hate like this. I'm really repulsed by this sort of fast fashion, direct to consumer, Everlane. Like, let's all wear, like, these loose white T-shirts. I'm like, what is happening to personal style? <laughs> I'm on the subway and every ad is, like, socks for you, shirts for you, pants. And they're all the same. I'm like, babe. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about when you were saying you were looking at these trends but not wearing them. And you said, you know, I want to get my hair cut. I want to get piercings, that kind of thing. But I was scared to. Were you scared to because you were scared of other people's reaction or were you scared of being like, well, knowing my luck, it will, my hair will fall out or <laughs> it will look bad? Like, what's the fear coming from? I think I was probably scared to call attention to myself. Like, I think because boys, I was like so horny, but boys didn't like me. And I think I was afraid of being like mocked if I called attention to myself. I kind of just let like what men think of me rule my entire life. 
Yeah. End end of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's the book. And even now, like, I still catch myself feeling, you know, it's hard not to – it's hard to dress for yourself as opposed to, like, mm. for romantic attention. Even though I'm in a relationship, I'm like, I still want to look, you know, hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You still want to give them, uh, like, that that look in your partner's eyes when you, like – you know, you've put something on that they're like, fucking yes, please. That's a great feeling. It's not the only reason I put clothes on, but it is a really nice totally. motivator. Especially now, like my <laughs> my boyfriend will do this thing. Like if I look really bad or if I like, if I like burp or like fart or like do something disgusting, he'll go, he'll look at me and I'll go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so every, I'm like, stop. So when I can make him actually be like, fuck, it's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> he's like fuck baby that's so hot when I'm like on the toilet screaming <laughs> it's natural <laughs> did you have then if you're in this kind of like I guess uh, country club pastel world did you have a rebellious phase as a teenager or did it take till you were in your 20s yeah I mean I definitely like was getting really drunk that's kind of how we would you know go to parking lots and drink a lot of beer. We'd go to like the Dave Matthews Band concert on the hill and like get really fucked up. We'd go to the rodeo, bring flasks in our boots. I mean, it was very kind of what you'd picture of a Texas gal. So that I, I rebelled <laughs> in that way, but otherwise I was like, you know, a good student. I went to church. I was like on time. And even in college, like I would party and like had boyfriends and stuff, but it wasn't really till I got to New York that I was like, you know, having one night stands, acting out, being a dumb little slut. <laughs> <laughs> so did it show up in your style at all or was it all in the like boozing and the um, going to the rodeo? I love the phrase going to a rodeo with, with balls in our boots. It's so good. Um, no, I think like in college I started to express myself more wearing clothes. It's funny like it's that thing too where you know you look back at old pictures of yourself and you're like I thought I looked so fat and stupid then and like you look obviously stunning and yeah I'm trying so I'm trying to like have that same compassion on myself now like I know I'll see a picture of myself now and be like you looked gorgeous what are you doing but mm. yeah it took like I remember especially when like the high-waisted pants trend happened like when I first moved to New York I was like oh no like can you see my like belly or whatever and it's like no, that actually looks hot. That looks good. Don't overthink it. It mm. looks much better than wearing fucking low-rise pants, you psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. style that we see now which is really um I think sumptuous Ooh, in terms of great word like your choices of yeah of like texture and there's there's like diamonds and there's pearls and there's really like sort of European princess vibes in there as well honored um, thank like, you <laughs> like but yeah like that sort of that you would see years ago in the back of like hello magazine or something but is that kind of like with with a good streak of like 90s in there in the best bits of the 90s 
And where when did that start appearing? Oh my gosh. I, I think it was uh, an evolution, as they say. I think I, um, in, I'm trying to think, in like 2014, 2015, when I remember like I moved to Brooklyn and I started like thrifting more and just experimenting more. And I had, I was dating someone who was like very stylish. So he would be, he was very encouraging of me like trying new things. And he was very, I mean, now this reflects like we didn't really have a great sex life, but he was much more interested in looking like stylish or interesting than looking like, you know, just fuckable, which I think I'd been <laughs> my go-to before then. So that was influential. <laughs> and yeah, then when I, especially when I started performing more, then it became like, oh, I have this fun thing to dress up for mm. where you can wear something a little more out there and not feel, you know, crazy. Yeah, I think having um having the excuse of stage is really freeing, isn't it? It's to be like, best. oh, it's just my stage wear, and then, you, and also I can claim it back on tax, <laughs> and then it's it's like licensed to go wild in the aisles. I think <laughs> totally, and then you just go out after the show, and you're still wearing that, and you're like, I've reached my final form. <laughs> and my most evolved Pokemon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially like in Edinburgh, I would wear that like sequin thing every night out afterwards, and I was just like, this is the. It was the only thing I wore for an entire month. I was like, this is just what I wear now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also it reminds me of your style because there is loads of like 70s in there and and like and like 80s glamour there's lots of like costume jewelry as well Mm -hmm. I feel like it's quite like almost like is it dynasty Dallas you know just Mm -hmm. like expensive women basically is the it's like a really fun version of an expensive woman I love that I'm obsessed with like yeah cheap costume jewelry like big diamonds draped over my neck I love big headbands with jewels all over them and huge earrings and yeah I love that and big sunglasses oh my god that's my favorite just over the top yeah uh, is it when you're putting together an outfit mm-hmm. do you do you count like hair and makeup as part of it as well uh yes like if I'm gonna do like red lipstick or something that's part of an outfit to me headband I wish I was like I want to be able to do my hair in more interesting ways. I think I need to get some like cool extensions or something, do like a big ponytail. That'd be fun. Oh, amazing. Because you have so much hair. That's the other thing is like lots of it to manage. I do, but I can't, for some reason, like I can't get it. The ponytail doesn't look how I want. I want it. I want to be like Ariana Grande and mine's not long enough. It kind of stops and it looks just frizzy, but we'll figure it out as a community. (laughs) We all want Ariana Grande's ponytail. It's all, all oh, any of us want. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you, I think you have, to me, when I think of you, I think of a big winged eyeliner as well as like a staple. How could I forget? I wear a wing every day. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now because I'm in kind of, kind of morning casual mode. But yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world just to go. It dramatically changes your face like... I don't really know a ton about makeup, but I know like if I go and I do a wing, I'll feel more hot. <laughs> and is that again, do you think that came from seeing like 60s, 70s like looks with that? Or did it come out of the Amy Winehouse era of wing dialer? I'm not sure. I think a combination. I fucking love Amy Winehouse. I mean, style icon for sure. I think also I just thought it like was flattering on my face. And so I was like, let's let's keep it going. Is there any trend that you've repeatedly tried to pull off, but it's just not happening? Oh, my God. So many. I mean, I'm just thinking of low-rise pants a lot. That would never – I would never try at this point. It would not make me feel good. 
Other trends. I mean, oh, you know what? I can't, I really don't like a ripped jean moment. Like that looks really stupid on me. Denim cutoffs, I really don't know about for me. Really? I would have thought you'd look great in them. Shorts are hard to find a pair that I feel comfortable in. Like, mm. I think I, I think I need to invest in like maybe getting a pair and having them altered to fit me nicely because I just feel like they don't ever, they're not like comfortable. But I, I do think denim cutoffs are a cool look. But I've never, they, I've never like I'm just I think I'm a little bit too self conscious to have like my upper upper thigh where they look like underwear. You know, it looks so good on other people, but I'm mm. like I can't I can't go out like that. Ripped jeans, too. And the knees, I'm like, no, no. Oh, oh, last one. Leather jackets, I don't know. Really? Whenever I wear a leather jacket, I feel like someone's, like, Spanish teacher, like, trying to be cool. <laughs> Not, like, I don't feel, you know, I I've re- I, I used to rent the runway before the pandemic. And I did rent one that was, like, a cropped leather jacket with, like, a furry collar that I felt that I liked. But I have this jacket that I was trying to make work and it just looks like sad, like ballroom dancing instructor. (laughs) I can't, I don't know how to explain it more than that. (laughs) Do you have, um, do you have car boot sales in America? What is that? (laughs) it's where you go to like a field or like a sport sports field people drive their cars in there they open their car boot their car um you know trunk of the trunk oh interesting and then they set up a like a table in front of it and they just sell shit they don't want anymore and it's like a certain yeah it is great it's great it's it's like extreme thrifting and you can get some really good stuff but also there's a certain type of person who sells their stuff there um who wears like a leather jacket and wants to haggle over (laughs) everything and stinks of rolling tobacco and when I wear a leather jacket that's exactly what I look like I look like I'm selling stuff from the trunk of my car (laughs) (laughs) that checks out we have like yeah I would I don't know we have like garage sales but I don't know if I've I've never driven to a field and gone off. I think you would love a car boot. Next time you're in the UK, yeah, I think you should you should definitely check one out. I also, I had the perfect leather jacket once because I think that that is something that you can justify spending money on because mm-hmm. it will be there forever. Absolutely. It was 20 quid from Primark and it was real leather and it was amazing and it got stolen at a house party. Primark is really amazing. It's problematic and amazing, yeah. But when I was a student, it was like the place. Because you could, if you were a bit smart, you could change it so you didn't look like you're wearing the same thing as everyone else anyway you could cut stuff up and change the length of it and be and suddenly you're like I'm not like those girls I know it's the same pattern <laughs> but actually I used to do this thing with them um, when like 50s like ball gowns basically you know 50s prom dresses were in uh-huh. if you put a belt around the top of your oh, legs and then you pull it up over so you get a big puff ball so that was my thing so I didn't look like everyone else in Primark so that's very cool I forgot about the prom dress vibe that was a whole era. It really was. It was Lily Allen, wasn't it? It was. It was um, trainers and prom dresses was big. Oh my god! You know, I just I have her um, vibrator. Do you know she like made a vibrator? Really? Yes. Someone sent me like the Lily Allen <laughs> vibrator. I realize now that sounds like I have Lily Allen's vibrator. I need to give it back to her. But um, <laughs> no, I think it's it's it it's it's a lot. It's very intense. It's the kind that like sucks. I don't know if I can say the phrase sucks your clit on this podcast, but that's, feel you free can, to cut yeah. it out. <laughs> it's, it's the kind that kind of 
sucks your clit like a vacuum. So it's a bit intense for me, but it's cool colors. It's like pink and orange and like her face is on the box. So shout out to our friend of the pod, Lily Allen. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I love that. Like the dream one day for, for merch surely is to have your face on the side of a sex toy. Absolutely. And then just send it out to women that you admire. I absolutely totally. love that as a as a plan. Like a wink, like, I got you, girl. <laughs> do you hold on to clothes or do you, like, give them away a lot? I was trained by, by my mother to get rid of things frequently. So I'll either go to Buffalo Exchange or give them to friends or, yeah, I try and always pass them. Unless it's, like, a totally shitty, sweaty, disgusting T-shirt, I try and, like always pass them along to someone who can, you know, get some good use out of it. I used to also, I'm the oldest of like all my cousins. So growing up, every few months, I'd like give all my clothes to my cousins and they could wear them. And yeah, makes the world go round. But yeah, I don't like to, I'm not a hoarder. Interesting. So what's the oldest item of clothing that you've, firstly, that you've held on to? And then secondly, that you have, because I think you, you must have vintage. I'm sure you've seen them in vintage. I have this amazing vintage dress. I think it's from like the 60s or 70s and it's floor length pink with um, like a diamond choker and then a cutout beneath it. It's And that's the kind of thing that like it's too small right now, but I will keep that because, you know, I'm not ready to part with it and hopefully it'll fit again at some point. So that's what I have. But beyond that, like I get rid of stuff so much. I feel like the oldest thing I have is probably like this leopard print I got from ASOS like six years ago. Otherwise, I just let shit go. That's so impressive. I think it's important. It makes me sad to have too much stuff in my space. Is it because you like acquiring new stuff or is it like clutter? Do you feel like it's a reflection of your mind? Or? I think it's more that if I if I can't see the clothes that I have, I won't wear them. And so it's more fun to go into a closet and like you can see all the options. I'm like, oh, what can I put together? But when you're digging through drawers, you're like, I don't know what I have. It's just stressful. Mm. Yeah. I, so- I sound very zen. I'm, I'm not. You do. You sound really zen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely have. I, it's also because I literally just cleaned out my apartment last week. So I'm feeling, you know, better than everyone else in the world. <laughs> Is there, um, because I think you play so much with your styling in terms of other eras. Is there a specific time that you were like, pop me there for the fashion? Because that is that's where I should have been. Totally. Like Studio 54. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like I watched a doc on Studio 54 a few years ago. It's just like Liza walking in with like these Halston like silky jumpsuits. I'm like, yes, that's the vibe. That's what I try and recreate at my shows. <laughs> From what I've seen of your shows as well, it's lots of um, the vibe is that it's creative people coming together and being playful and like confident and comfortable because that's what I think as well when I see a lot of that Studio 54 stuff I'm like that looks comfortable like it looks like you could have a big dinner and then go and like dance so, yeah you want to be able to move like I always wear like a romper or a jumpsuit on stage as opposed to I rarely sometimes I wear like a mini dress but I want to be able to like squat in case the joke calls for it <laughs> what item of clothing do you put on and you just instantly feel really good in it I think that blue Saks Potts coat that I mentioned. I wear it. It's like the coat's leather and then it has fur on the collar and the and the hands and it's belted. And it's like, I'll sometimes like go 
down to the bodega just like naked with my coat on like it's basically a full outfit because I'm just like I don't I don't want to get dressed so it doesn't matter what you wear under it because you look like you could wear like leggings and a shitty t-shirt and you look amazing when you put it on I my my big I'm obsessed with coats and boots because like I'll spend a lot of money on them because you wear them every day like my tall white boots my big coat doesn't matter what's underneath it's all it's all there those tall white boots there that's another like 60s mm-hmm. sort of 70s staple as well isn't it like a, is, are they a does PVC? that mean like patent leather vibes like shiny yeah shiny the, sh- I, the yeah. pair I have are not they're like matte leather I have a pair of PVC go-go boots that are light blue that are true I think they were you know $15 from a costume store like I can't really walk in them like I can perform in them but then I can't go anywhere after so I, I don't wear those as much I bought a pair of um boots when uh, my podcast did a tour in America, I was trying to find oh. stuff in like, mm-hmm. like Americany patterns and like red, white, and blue. And I found these gorgeous um, from a costume shop, but they were like seventies platforms. You know when the platforms got like a arch in its back, it's like great shapes, amazing. And they were red. And then I sort of I realized when I put them on Instagram, I was like, look at my amazing platform knee high boots, and everyone was like, they're from a Wonder Woman outfit. <laughs> so, oh. Oh my god, that's so funny! I just can't wear them. I bet you rocked them. No, I was too well. I was too like I can't just like stomp my way into America in Wonder Woman boots. It's that's just so too funny. gross. It's too like the British are here. <laughs> like it's so rank. I think one of my biggest regrets in this life is that I can't really walk in heels unless they're like a really chunky platform. And I love how heels look, but I I just I can't do it. Yeah, I had a lot of my teens in stilettos oh on my nights God. out. That's crazy. I can, but I am now nearly all of my clothes. It's a it's a chunky heel and I like the way that looks as well. I can't even like I was on set once and they gave me these stilettos to wear and I was like, I could barely walk. I was like, this is so embarrassing. What's the secret? Well you have to I think being drunk helps. I think you have to just <laughs> relax and lean back is the thing is like not be afraid of giving it some weight on the stiletto um but your posture helps as well but ultimately like any shoe I realize now that you have to think that much about could just fuck off like even especially post-pandemic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I am um, what, what was I I'd put some on to do I can't remember why I was I maybe I'd got some new shoes and I just put them on and I was washing up in them and by the end of washing up I was like I can't do this. I'm getting cramp in my calves. And I used to wear heels every night of the week on stage. And now I can't wash up in them. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll get back there. Yeah, we'll have to build up to it. What's your relationship with shopping like? Uh, are you happy to do stuff online? Or would you always rather go in in person and try stuff on? I love going in person. I think it's interesting because now I feel like I find more interesting things online that are going to stand out. As opposed to like yeah. walking around. I don't know. But then yesterday, uh, for the first time, I was like in. I went – actually, you're going to love this. I went to this place called The Face Gym. What? Have you heard of this? No. I know. Where they, mas- it's a fa- where they massage your face okay. and it's literal heaven on earth. But this one I went to was inside of Saks Fifth Avenue. So when I walked into the Saks, I was like <gasps> – I'm home. Like, it's been so long since I've been into a big store. It felt so good. But everything's, like, so expensive that I had to not look. (laughs) Well, what is your, like, how do you feel about shopping? Is it something where, oh, it's a fun thing that I can go and do? Or, like, is it, like, I'm going to be made to feel shit about my body? 
Hmm. I think if I'm honest, I'm avoiding shopping right now because I don't feel good about my body and I try and only go when I think it's going to be a positive experience. I've been in too many dressing rooms where I've like had breakdowns and I'm like, okay, well, just like I ordered a few things online like this outfit that's like stretchy. And then I'm like, okay, just like try and get back into the normal swing of things. And, you know, you can go shopping when you're back in that place. I like I bought some new jeans and I'm like, I'm just going to wear these and not worry about it until I like until life feels a bit more normal because it can be bad. Mm. Especially when like I've always been like at my smallest, I'm still like basically like I'm like a 10, 12, which is like the top of the straight sizes. So Mm -hmm. even at my – it would be a different thing if I felt like, oh, like I went up a few sizes, sure, but I'm still like in the realm of normal clothes. Like no, if I – if I gain weight, then it's like, oh, now I have to like look into the plus stuff, which there's more of it now, but there's not a lot. So it sucks. No. Yeah. It does immediately like – You feel me. Res- totally. It, it immediately like restricts your choices. And that's – we're, we're I, I, heavier than you, but I, I, I'm very short. So we're in similar dress sizes. But it's that thing of like – it's tricky enough being us. I can't imagine what it's like being a size 18 or a I size know. 20. Like It's crazy. Where they just don't give a fucking shit. It's, it's really, yeah, it breaks my heart and it's frustrating. And I think we're moving in the right direction, but it's not happening fast enough. Uh, yeah, it's just so, it's so crazy. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just like, I've never, even like at my, even when I was a, kid I don't remember wearing a size smaller than an eight I'm like I've even when I'm like literally starving 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 so thin I'm still at the top of the what people call you know the normal sizes (laughs) what's the best thing that you've ever thrifted or got from a charity shop or anything like that oh that's so fun um I have this amazing I got this jacket in LA. It's a cropped royal blue jacket with black fur on the collar and the arms. It's like a little like it's very kind of like um politician's wife almost, but yeah. But like after hours <laughs> slut. It's I love it. I don't really wear it because <laughs> it doesn't also it doesn't button. So it's kind of this thing that you can't wear if it's warm and you can't wear if it's cold, so it just looks good in my closet. And I won't get rid of it. So I guess I'm not that uh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the item. It's so good though. Do you think about when you're shopping a sustainability or or anything like that about, you know, f- fast fashion and the impact on the world or is it something that like it's uh, cuz I buy too much stuff and I'm only starting to be aware now of how bad that is for the world, but it doesn't always necessarily stop me buying more yeah. stuff. It's hard because it's like yeah, if I had a shit ton of money, I'd be, of course, buying, like, handmade artisanal items. But sometimes you need to get something at Zara. And sometimes that's what your wallet needs and what your career needs because you want to look good at the show. So I think it's just, yeah, being mindful. But it's I think it's unrealistic to be like, yeah, I only buy, like, vintage designer, whatever. I mean, I I, I do like going to um, Buffalo Exchange. Have you – have you been there when you were here? It's amazing. There's this yeah. one. It's like a resale shop, but they really curate it. And like everyone who works there like is super fashionable and like usually works in fashion in some capacity. And they're like really mean and bitchy if you try and sell stuff back to them because they only want like designer shit. But that's a great place where I go and I'm like, ooh, I'm doing good. Like getting stuff, you know, recycling amazing fashion. 
But sometimes you got to give yourself a break and just get something on ASOS and say, I need a plus size jumpsuit and I don't have more than $100. And that's just where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> totally. And you're right. So many of those like really cool vintage or rental places. I just feel like such a cunt in them anyway that I'm like, <laughs> I just feel you're making me feel bad for buying something that's going to make me feel nice. <laughs> I really loved renting the runway. That felt really good. Like that's a way that you can keep so few items in your closet and still get that like new excitement. I'd pay a monthly fee and then, you know, exchange items whenever I wanted. And it was awesome. But it didn't make sense, obviously, when I was locked in my house for the famous year we've just had. So I didn't know. but I, I've heard of it. But so you pay a monthly fee and then do you pick the items and they send it to you? Yeah. So I think they've changed their model a bit. But the way I did it was you pay a monthly fee and then you go on their app and you're you're allowed to pick up to four things at once. And then it's amazing. You can keep them for as long as you want. You just swap them out when you want something new. So I could have a coat for three months that I wear all winter. Or I could have a dress for one show that I'll then swap out for my next show. So it really is – I mean, and it's only like – I feel like it was like 150 bucks a month. It wasn't even that bad considering I would spend that, you know, in a fever dream of a Zara trip. Presumably then if you had loads of shows, you could just keep swapping out. Yeah, or even like if I was going on a trip, like I remember like before I went to the UK, I was like, oh, I'm going to get like a special raincoat that's really chic and like an outfit for going out, an outfit for um, a meeting or something. Like it was amazing. I I would also though panic that like, okay, you're going to destroy this thing. Like you're going to get drunk and you're going to get food down. Yeah, I didn't really, I don't, they clean everything so thoroughly. I think it's fine. My main issue was like if you're ordering and it's all these designers you're not familiar with, like it can be hard to find the right size. So sometimes I would Mm. order two, like I'd get two sizes in the same thing just to make sure I could wear it. So it was definitely easier when I would say it with me thinner, but um, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, everything looks so good right now. (laughs) Thinking about the future, do you see a style changing as you get older or do you think what you have now with this like playful like princess loads of textures like like vintagey vibe do you think that's here forever yeah I think I'm essentially I already dress like an old lady sometimes I'm like wearing a huge fur coat and sunglasses so I think it'll just evolve in that way I want to be like draped in silks as I age I think that'll be good (laughs) otherwise I think I'm set you t- yeah, because when I went when I went to America, it's in New York in particular. There were some like very glamorous older ladies that wa- that are sort of wander around, and they're always so turned out. Uh-huh. And there's always a real sort of like you're like that's definitely an actual piece from the '60s. That's designer that still looks immaculate. And there's loads of accessories. Is the other thing that I saw. Yeah, there's some people are really fab, especially. Especially in the West Village, there's lots of like old ladies who've lived here forever and it's just fun to see the looks everyone's turning. Is there an item of clothing you can always see yourself wearing then when you're this old woman draped in silks? Um, I think it just comes back to like my big fur coat. She'll never dif- disappoint me. You can hide yourself in it. You can, it's just, yeah, easy breezy. You can wear it naked to the shop. Yes, please. I also love like, I love a fun hat, like a beret or like a furry headband. I think those will, those will stay with me. 
I cannot. I'm really persevering with a beret, but it's not for my perfectly round face. I feel like you look cute. I feel like beret would look good. I have a round face. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about hats beyond the beret. Title of my memoir, Beyond the Beret. (laughs) But um, that's the one I like right now. How do you wear it, though? Do you do like on the front and then pull it to the back or do you do a side thing? I know what you mean. It's an art form. And I do wear it, yeah, like on the front of my mm-hmm. head, hair down, and then it kind of comes just over my ears. So it's not warm per se, but it's warm enough. I know what you mean though, because sometimes girls will wear it just like pinned to the back of their head. I don't get that. I can't connect with it. And I won't stand for it. And that I'm going to stand up. And that's it. What trend are you hoping that you never see or have to ride out again? I think those skinny eyebrows would be hard for me. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be that'd be a lot of grooming. Also, uh, the pin straight hair was difficult for me. Yes. So when everyone was when GHDs were like the thing on everyone's Christmas list, that era, you mean? Yeah, is that like a flat iron? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah. I mean, I have I still straighten my hair a lot. Like I have pretty curly hair. This is like blown out. So I like now that people are embracing their natural hair. Though it looks so good, and I I wouldn't want to go back to like the stick straight situation yeah and everyone was just burning their hair so much that the split ends were absolutely unreal it was a hard time it was really we've lived through we've lived through some really hard times (laughs) final question for you is imagine a world if you dare where you have passed away and no um, yes yeah, i'm immortal i'm immortal <laughs> okay well you fake your own death for insurance purposes okay there we go um, and you've got to go through with a funeral anyway um what do you wear in when you're you know what you what are you going to wear to be buried in basically i actually just pictured um i was in la with my friend and we were like at this open air market and he picked up this like silk um jumpsuit with almost with like big wing sleeves and like it's like satin black and it goes down really low and he was like you need this and it was one of those magical moments where like I stepped into it and it zipped up perfectly like it was just <gasps> meant to be for me and he bought it for me which was so sweet oh. I think that'd be good to wear um for my death that's really dramatic it was so dramatic like it's so rare that something fits perfectly and it was just like a sign from god like this vintage silky jumpsuit I was like oh heaven i feel like we're not going to see the wings though so maybe we adapt your coffin so your arms are out to the side so we can we can appreciate <laughs> there's lots going on i also yeah I, I request to be buried in the round i need a circular <laughs> coffin <laughs> like kind of like a, i'm picturing like a da vinci like man something to be spread <laughs> that's perfect are you gonna wear anything on your feet any jewels and accessories oh i think bare feet is good for death and Real nice. I mean, I should be. I want to be just buried in diamonds. Like I'll just be like on top of crushed diamonds. So that that'll be the jewelry, and then maybe a red lip and like maybe a bonnet or something funny, like as a joke. <laughs> like yeah. winking. Like isn't this hat stupid? Like as I as I go under. <laughs> a berry, but only placed on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe they did this to me? <laughs> um, do you know what you've just reminded me of as well what I always think about you when I see your style with the winged eyeliner and the jewels and the pearls is Elizabeth Taylor as well oh I love like, I love that yeah so fab very, thank you 
Thank you for seeing her in me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. And just also so much because your eyes, you've got beautiful colored eyes. Oh, stop flattering me. No, but it's true. And it, it really stands out. So in the same way that her eyes had so much drama and you were drawn to them, I think you're, you've you got like hazel eyes, right? Yeah, they're, 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 they're green. Very unusual. Very unusual. I'm a very unusual girl. <laughs> yes, comedy's Elizabeth Taylor. I can't believe... I try to really sell the experience of a car beat. <laughs> and I now also want to be buried in the round. What a look. But so many accessories to consider. But to be honest, that is my favourite hobby. So buried in the round it is. <laughs> um, thank you so much for all your lovely messages and emails. Um, we love getting them because um, it's just nice to hear that the podcast means a lot to you guys and that you're enjoying it and you're getting something from it. Um, Because you just never know when you make something and just whack it out there. So thank you so much. I want to read this one from Rachel this week, who says, "Um, Hello, my lovely. I assume that's for me. Um, I recently started listening to your podcast. um, And I want to thank you. I'm a mum who wears jeans and a top, which is not too dirty and not too creased. I'm all for that. I don't have much money um, and I've never even thought about what I want my style to be as I just thought it was out of reach due to a lack of cash and a post-baby body. But I'd love to thank you for making me think about it. I've realised I'm trying to squeeze into two small clothes and no wonder I feel bloody awful about the way I look. So I'm really embracing who I am and selling my clothes, which are too small, as it adds more stress to the situation. I gave myself a small budget and I had a bloody lovely time in my local charity shops finding some lovely items. <gasps> I love this. And um, she goes on to say, I found Lucy and Yak and the cult. That's what I call snag tights. <laughs> and I'm going to treat myself to some docks. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Sarah Prasco's tip of changing buttons has me buying so many. For the first time in 38 years, I'm excited. So to you, Kiri, thank you very much. And I can't wait to see you in your full sparkly self again. Oh, she came and saw me in Chorley. That's so lovely. Um, oh, and she's attached a picture is in my dressing ground is in my dressing room and I'm going to live by it from now on. Oh my gosh, you look amazing. If you see a girl in a ball gown at your next show, it's me. Rachel, what an amazing message to receive. That's a sort of an, a beautiful unintended consequence. But I mean, so many of us have been just conditioned to just hate the way we look and think that we're only allowed to, to wear certain things. So I always think about when it comes to putting the guests on, what who do I think obviously is stylish, but also can have meaningful chats about the way they look and how they think about that when they put outfits together and their clothes and their style and you know ultimately is a journey and um, as I mean you can hear in Kat and I's chat about like we're on a different journey with our bodies again um so lovely thank you so much for that you can follow us at who you wearing pod on insta or you can email us you can write to us at who you wearing pod at gmail.com now, I was thinking about which indie business would be a good fit for Catherine Cohen, and I've decided to chat about a brand that loves some shiny headwear. I thought that was a good way to go, and um, loves it probably as much as Kat does, actually. Please join me in getting to know Pika Pika Feathers. So, Pika Pika Feathers is the brainchild of Vix who started off studying fashion knitwear at Central St. Martins. It's quite a leap, that, isn't it, when you see the amazing stuff she wears, but it makes total sense that she'd be in Central St. Martins with all the cool, very stylish people. So she kept having her eye drawn away from knitwear to all things shiny. And so Pika Pika Feathers was born. Pika Pika Feathers do an exquisite line in breathtaking, shiny statement pieces that started as a way of Vic celebrating her love of festivals and music, colours 
And then that's evolved now and her bejeweled hats can be seen on stages around the world, the heads of brides on their wedding days. And I've even spotted the wired turban headbands turning heads in a Morrison and I tip my hat to the lady I saw absolutely rocking it. All the pieces are handmade to order. Minnie gets something unique that's made to last and without piles of waste and dead stock behind it. She also covers Catherine's other great love, enormous sunglasses. Honestly, I bought a pair for my friend for her birthday. They are pure Elton John. And if you know anything about me, you'll know that that's the highest compliment I can send somebody's way. So if you're looking to make your head sparkle in any way, facially, head-wise, neck-wise, I feel like I saw something that went on your shoulders. Uh, I think you need a bit of peek peek feathers in your life. Next week, I am chatting to somebody who saves lives is a queer icon and just casually turns the most banging looks. It's Dr. Ronks. See you then. is produced by Joe Southard, the artwork is by Mary Phillips and the music is by Annie Glass. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music